One of the most frustrating things for me is how we assign numbers to things that we don't need a set number for. And I'm going to give you an example before you jump in. Are you bringing up the Enneagram? No. Okay, yeah. But no, I'm bringing up chicken nuggets. When you go to any kind of uh, fast food place, you're going to get yes. 10 chicken nuggets. And 10 is just not the right number of nuggets. And we've picked it because it's a nice even number, but that's just not, it's an unacceptable number of nuggets. You're aware you can get four, six, eight, or 20, depending on the place, right? Yeah, Even okay. 50. Okay. I think Wendy has a, Wendy's has a bucket of 50. Yeah, that's true. But, but also... Maybe what's arbitrary is your ordering, Cole. Or what's arbitrary is the societal pressure to order 10. Do you feel like you can't order more? No. Uh-uh. I, I mean, I feel like I order a 10-piece chicken McNugget meal, and then ordering more nuggets on the side is, is, a, is like a no-go. But don't like most places, because I feel like I've had it like in the McDonald's app or at Wendy's where it's like buy one of these things and get the second one for like a dollar. That never happens. Doesn't that encourage you to get more nuggets? No. I ne for a dollar? I never feel encouraged. Nobody that I'm ever with encourages me to buy more nuggets, which is just a shame. I encourage you. Okay. Thank you. I believe you can get more nuggets. All right. I'll have to try it sometime. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cole and Zach in the Morning. I'm Cole, and I'm here with my friends and college roommate, Zach. What up, guys? Hope you're having a splendid day. And we are so pumped to be back and talking with you all. And it's really been amazing to put the podcast out there and to actually see reactions to it. Um, it's fun that it's not just between Zach and I anymore. I, I think it's been, I don't know what the reaction's been like for you, but my mom is super pumped about it. She loves it. Um, I think your mom does too. Oh, yeah. And my mom even said that our moms are our biggest fans, to mm. which my wife got frustrated mm -hmm. because she's like, don't don't they know that they're married? So it's caused a little bit of tension over the Tamez household. Look, look, all I'm saying is that everyone can be our biggest fans. And I'm, and I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I feel like we've had a lot of people reach out and submit ideas and we hit 500 downloads in the first week, which I think is a... That's crazy. Yeah, just insane. Um, and so we thought it'd be a good idea to, before we jump into today's episode, to just slow down and reintroduce ourselves. So I'm Cole. Mm. Zach and I met in college, which is a funny story that I think we've actually talked about on an earlier episode, haven't we? I think so. Did we publish that episode or we just recorded for our like safekeeping? Yeah, I don't know. I we think can... it was too long. It was a long story. Uh, okay, well, we'll we'll Ooh, have to do that bonus again Bonus episodes yeah. for subscribers. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so Zach and I met in college and we roomed together for all four years. And now I'm a graduate student at Marquette University getting a PhD in ecology. So I spend most of my days working at the university. I teach the university and I'm working on my dissertation. Zach, who are you? Oh, man, that was my question to myself in the mirror this morning. <laughs> well, I am a, I have, couple different positions I get to do. Um, I work as a resident director at the university, which we met, Olivet, which is a ton of fun. Um, I've, this is my fifth year doing that. I absolutely love it. And then I also work as a young adult co-pastor with my wife at the church across the street. And so our lives are just revolved around college students and it's just so much fun. It's sweet. I already finished my grad degree because I'm better. Yeah. Undisputable fact right there. So- in the spirit of the fact that we have listeners, we thought it'd be fun to take a listener request. And so we had uh, someone reach out and suggest that we give our animated movie power rankings. And so this mm, is... I'm so ready yeah, for this. Yeah, I, th I think we should go one at a time. I think we should go like one, one, two, two, three, three, you know? Ugh, that's intense. Also, is my like camera glitching every once in a while? Yeah, it is. That's so frustrating. 
Oof. They're going to win. They did it again. We're never going to take off. Mom, cancel the tour. <laughs> Send the t-shirts back. Oh, it's going to be like one of those things where it's like when like the NBA championships, they have shirts for both teams. Oh, yeah. And they sent the other like, one to depending Africa. Depending on who wins. And it's in Africa. It's like, <laughs> is there going to be a bunch of kids in Africa wearing cold Zach in the morning shirts because we can never take off? Oh, man. They get Logitech. <laughs> All right. So what's your number one, Cole? I think it's obvious. I would like to know. I think it's obvious. Is it really obvious? Yeah. I'm, take I'm, a guess. Is it something to do with like Dr. Doolittle or something like that? No, we talked about this Isn't on a obvious? previous episode. Oh, it was in Nemo. It's Finding Nemo. Yeah. It's Finding Nemo. I love that movie. <laughs> yes. I love everything Speech about that movie. Yeah. Exactly. Really? Yeah. It's got a great uh, arc, you know, r- rising action, climax, falling action, like amazing. I, I think it's a great movie. I don't buy it. I think it's just okay. Wow. No offense. All right. Well, I mean, like, fine. Top, I'll give it top 30, but like, I just Oh my gosh. Don't. If I never have to watch Finding Nemo again, I'll be very happy. You, you have hurt me today. Go ahead. What's your number okay, one? Okay, here's my number one. Here's how I can win. Ready, everyone? Ready? Emperor's New Groove. Oh, number man. one. Okay, that one I would say oh. is also in my top 30. That didn't even come into my mind. Oh, I know. I know. It's great. There's so many good ones out there. Who's the I think uh I think Gronk is the best character in that movie by far. Isn't he in, isn't that the name of a character in, in the movie? Gronk? Yeah, it's the name of the character okay. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I isn't, I don't want to argue with you on yeah, that. Okay. One. Number two, Wally. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. You've never seen Wally? No, and don't get mad at me because Jackie got mad at me last week about it. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I mean, Jackie's going to make me watch it here in the next couple weeks. I think that's our next date night, actually. So, all right. Well, uh, just I'll take it. Give me the time and place and I'll be there. You are invited. <laughs> I hope you heard it. Uh, my number two is really difficult. There are so many good ones. I think I'm going to go the new Spider Verse movie. Okay. The, Does that count? Yeah, sure. Does that count? I mean, it's animated, so sure. Well, what do you okay, mean? Good. Across the Spider-Verse or into the Spider-Verse? Which one? The one that just came out like three months ago. Oh, that's Across the Spider-Verse. Right. Yeah, okay. Across. I'm going across the Spider-Verse. Okay. Not, not Are you going to go into the Spider-Verse? Across. Are you going to go in? No, Are you going no, in? Is that your number no. two? We just said my number two. My number two is Wally. No, we're oh, not, I'm right. not going across the Spider-Verse. My n- number three, ready for it? I'm trying to t- decide which of these on my list <laughs> for three. Um, The Lion King. I'm going to go with The Lion King. Mm. Also a great movie. Honestly, a, a lot of the animal movies one. that Disney made, I think, are in my top. Yeah. That's what's so hard. I mean, there's like, there's 101 Dalmatians that comes mm, out. I mean, good one. Robin Hood, Robin really Hood's good a one. Man, the older ones, even like Cinderella, Snow White, the princess movies, like those are yeah, just so Lots of nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Three? I'm going to do Toy Story. Okay. Number one. Okay. Hot take. Toy Story number hot one. Hot take. This no, is don't you dare. Take. Don't you this dare. Is... dare. Don't, don't you dare. This is maybe uh, like we a long... I, I will stop the recording. I'm not even the one controlling it. Overrated. I will. Dude, don't... Oh, no. Overrated. Oh. And I honestly, I think it stems from my childhood because I found this scene in the beginning with like the creepy kid terrifying. Sid. Sid. Oh, oh. Your insecurities can't make this. Well, I mean, there's also a lot of Uncanny Valley in Toy Story where things are like a little bit too realistic. But still animated. Creepy. Not a fan. My toys can stay Ooh, toys. I have my... Okay, number four, three. What am I on? Number four. Four. Oh, yeah, okay. Four. Recent movie, Puss in Boots. Into the Spider-Verse? No, Puss in Boots. Oh, Last you've Wish. talked about this. Have you I seen this? I couldn't get through half of it. Oh, my god! I couldn't get through half of it. It's so good. I love the animation style. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Honestly, animal movies, man. I love the animal movies. 
See, I told you, there's a whole Dr. Doolittle thing going on here. I told you. Okay, keep going. What's your number four? Okay, my four, this is tough because I can't distinguish between four and five. Mm. But I think I'm going to put Shrek at my four. Wow. Okay, Shrek's a good one. Shrek is definitely in my top ten. Okay. All right. We're agreeing on something here. We're doing yeah, good. good. I feel good, good about Shrek. See, we're finding the common ground. My number four, I doubt you've seen. And that's not like a... What is that? Like a, no, is that like a prideful no, thing? No, what is that? Like no. a jab? What kind of jab no, is that? No, I just know the types of movies that you like. Have you seen Princess Mononoke? In the world yeah. is that? Yeah, don't get upset with me. You know that you haven't seen it. Yeah, but it's the it's the arrogance in which you answered that question. Like, you just want to go... Like, before saying, oh, here's this movie. Have you seen it? It's like, no. Oh, I didn't really think you would. But you had to start that way? Like, you picked it because I haven't seen it. No, that's not true. I watched this for the first time this past summer, and Say I really again, liked it. Princess what? Princess Mononoke. It's like an anime movie, I would say. It's like that 2D style of animation. Okay. It's a okay. Studio Ghibli movie. Have you heard of Studio Ghibli? No. Is there any other things I would know? Yeah, like uh, Ponyo or Spirited Away, Howl's mm, Moving Castle. Ponyo, yeah. potentially. Okay. All right. You haven't lost my respect yet. You're doing fine. Okay, keep going. Um, Number five. Am I on five now? Five. I'm going to go with The Incredibles. Good one. Which is really hard because I think, uh, yeah, I'm locking in at The Incredibles. Who's your favorite character in that movie? Wow, that's hard. This is really difficult, honestly. Why Why do I want to say it's Jack-Jack? Like, why oh, do I want to wow. say for the, like, at least for the entire series, it's Jack-Jack, like for one and two. Mm. Trying to remember the role that Jack-Jack plays in two. Oh, oh, he's cool. like the crazy kid that, that can do everything. He's just a crazy kid. Yeah. He's just a crazy kid doing everything. Yeah, I can like, see, he's just yeah. so, okay. he's your unexpected hero. He's the underdog. Yeah, I can see that you know, Everyone you. loves Everyone loves a fighting baby. <laughs> uh, What's your five? Because I have a number six. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I have six listed. I feel like I've said them all. I think I've said five. I think we, I think we skipped you once. I've done yeah, five. Anyway, the, anyway right. the sixth one on my, my list. Six. Yeah, what's your six? What's your six? Princess and the Frog. Never seen it. Great music. Great story. I've heard the music. Yeah. I've heard really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. Okay. That hurts, but keep going. Oh, no. I think I just haven't. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't seen it. Man, why haven't seen some of these Disney movies? Well, my six is Cars <laughs> by Owen Wilson. <laughs> what's the catchphrase of, uh, of like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if you have any b better ideas of things for us to talk about, you can reach out to us and tell us. We'd love to share some things that you would be interested in. We could power rank some more things. All right, Zach. So the main thing that I want to talk about today is First Thessalonians. And specifically, we're in this series talking about how we can discern God's will, not just in our career, but in the day-to-day. And we came across First Thessalonians and wanted to talk a bit about what Paul says to the church in Thessalonica there. Do you have it pulled up? Because I actually don't. I do. All right. So I'll start at verse nine. It's the first Thessalonians four. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. And here's our conversation, verse 11. And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, you should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Yeah, and I it's think yeah, and I think you wanted to follow it up with chapter five. Yeah. Towards the end of chapter five, it says, May the God of peace sanctify you through and through, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, The one who calls you is faithful, 
and he will do. Mm. And I think these verses, just to open us up here, totally clash with the perspective of our world. And so what mm. I did is I went to Google and I typed in career advice and I just to see what kind of things would pop up. And I got these three articles, 45 pieces of career advice that, that will get you to the top, career advice from wildly successful people, and famous CEOs and executives share their best career advice. Huh. And so I think the, what, what the world is telling us to chase is fame, power, and success. Like, here's what you need to get to the top. Here's the successful people to listen to. And here are the famous people that can help you get fame. And what Paul is saying here is instead of making it your ambition to get fame, success, power, instead make it your ambition to live a quiet life. Yeah, I find that really interesting, Cole, because I mean, as you're reading the headlines for career advice, I was thinking about all the people who ever speak at conferences. Mm. Like every, like, I mean, whether it be Global Leadership Summit or any pastor's retreat I've ever done, it's always like big church, big successful CEOs, CFOs. And so even like when we're, the people that we look to for advice are the people who have already claimed success. I mean, I'm really obsessed with this desire that our culture has to be the most successful. Like, are we really setting ourselves up for potential failure in that? Just as like societal, like, religion aside, faith aside, are we setting people up to where it's like, in order for you to have a successful career in the end of, at the end of the day, you have to be the best. You have to rise to the top. You have to get the promotion. When I was talking to someone the other day, it's actually someone who works at the university, he had been promoted at one point to a director position and didn't like it, didn't like the new role. Mm -hmm. And so he resigned to go back to what he was doing because he's like, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I like doing. This is what brings me joy. But that would, that like, and he had told me that a couple of years ago, and that was so wild to me. Like, I couldn't fathom taking a lesser role, lesser pay, lesser status, just, you know, just because he didn't like, I mean, didn't like it, which I mean, is a great reason. I, I don't blame him at all. I think there's just so much maturity and wisdom in that. That's, that's just beyond me. Yeah, it totally flies in the face of everything that surrounds us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, instead of chasing fame, power, and success, chasing significance and work-life balance. And I think we struggle with this, not just in careers, but also when we think about our goals, even in the church. Have you ever heard of the term, big, hairy, audacious goals for God? I have not. I'm so sorry. I have. I've I heard of these been paying attention. Up. Is this like a, growing up, is this like a Sunday school thing? No, uh, maybe. I don't know. To me, it, it was it was more of like a youth group thing. Can Can you describe to me what the hairy part of that is? It's just... The the point of big, hairy, audacious goals is like something way out there, something strange or outrageous that is achievable if you put your mind to it. And the idea is don't think just in your circumstances, think beyond your circumstances. And so many churches have co-opted this idea of big, hairy, audacious goals with the idea that we need to reach an outrageous number of people. We need to be at the end of the bell curve of impact. We can be impacting more people and doing more for the kingdom if we set these big audacious goals. And I don't know. I just that I th I think that doesn't align with Paul's message to the church in Thessalonica. I think he's, hmm. you know, he's saying live a quiet life. Don't make it your ambition to have an amazing career that achieves all of these things. But instead, work with your hands. Be on the ground. Be in community with people and live hmm. a quiet, respectful life. 
See, I didn't have big, hairy, audacious goals. The word that was always used around me was radical. 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 Do something radical. And I feel like there was like a book that came out yeah, there was. that time. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Okay, good. Yeah, it's just something. And uh, Sky Jathani talks about in his book, What If Jesus Was Serious About Prayer. He taught, like, he opens in this introduction of he's talking to a college student who wanted to do something radical with their life. And that meant changing a degree and going and doing something. And, and, and yet, I feel like we shorthand what the spirit can do in the mundane of things. Mm, definitely. I feel like we sit there and go, you know what? In order for my time and my effort, and my resources to be worth it, it has to reach multiple people and or a multitude of people. It has to completely flip things upside down. It has to look at something a different way. And we're so driven by this individuality and uniqueness to things that really mundane is synonymous with boring. Mm. And I don't understand that. Like, Jackie and I, when we were living a, a time in our life when things were not mundane, when they were very much the day to day, you didn't know what was going to happen next. It was more of a, it was a time of grief, time of up and down. We were praying for mundane. Mm. We were praying for the routine. We were praying for the peace that comes with being confident in what we're doing, being stilled in what we're doing, being at peace with what we're doing. And that was just so funny to me to be in that time because I went, you know, through high school and college going, okay, I can't wait for it to, like my life to be crazy. I can't wait for um, my life again to do just something radical, do something crazy, I guess, big, hairy, and audacious for God. Now we have to hold this intention with Ephesians chapter three, also written by Paul, where it talks about now to him who could do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Mm -hmm. I think we bring that in, in light of this, I think we bring that into attention of we have to do something bigger. We have to do something crazy. We need to ask God for things we wouldn't ask God for normally. Mm -hmm. Like we need to get out of the box. So I think I don't necessarily want to shame our youth pastors back in the day when we're going <laughs> through those things. Like I do get that. And maybe there's something to say is when we read scripture as an overarching whole of things. But I mean, even if we look at the life of Jesus, the man didn't start ministry until like 30 years into his life. I would venture to say that it sounds like those 30 years may have been, and I say this with all reverence and sovereignty and respect, may have been mundane. Mm -hmm. And obviously wasn't really worth writing about other than when he gets lost in the temple as a boy. So I wonder, especially, especially when I'm working with college students and young adults, I just see, and I was this way too, there's no shame in this. There's no condemnation in this. I just see people ready and just like nipping at the bits to get to the next thing, excited to do the next thing. They want to be given responsibility. They want to be given power, but in a good way. They want to be able to make decisions yeah. to impact people. They're so excited for that. And I don't want them to lose that. But as we talked about, I think in our first episode on this, daily obedience is mundane. Mm. Spiritual formation is reimagining what mundane can be like. Where, yes, if we are daily committed to that, then yes, maybe the immeasurably more can happen. But sometimes I feel like we're just trying to get through nine days of mundane to get to one day of incredible and yeah. radical. Mm -hmm. And we're disappointed if that 10th day of radical doesn't come. Yeah, totally. And yeah, you're, you're so right. I mean, thinking back to when we were college students. I mean, I think we had the same perspective of like, I'm ready for mm -hmm. what's next. I'm yeah. ready oh, for yeah. the amazing things that God is going to do with mm -hmm. my life. 
We're ready to graduate. We're ready to get married. We're ready to get a job. We're ready to go get yeah. a house. We're ready. We're ready to get a dog. We're like we're mm-hmm. just ready and ready. And that just creates this. Oh, we just saw Hamilton. <laughs> Unsatisfied. You'll never be satisfied. <laughs> you know. We just. You know. I hate to quote that here and now, but like it's. I think it just creates this inability to be grateful for the moments in w- that we're in. Yeah, grounded. Right. I mean. Oh, I th- that's true. I think that's what Paul is saying is like ground yourself in the mundane. Ground yourself in the quiet life. Mm-hmm. Find the spirit in the mundane. Yeah. Find God moving in the mundane. Mm-hmm. God's peace, which transcends all understanding. Like, I yeah. think that's what we're after yeah. here is this immeasurable peace that then gives us the grounded perspective, I guess. I don't know. Grounded nature to then mm-hmm. go achieve things for God. Knowing that, you know, that mm. that's not where my identity is. And mm. if I don't achieve things, I'm not a failure because I'm not basing my identity in the big, hairy, audacious goal. I'm basing yeah. my identity in this more quiet, grounded relationship with the Spirit. And that's so good. And I think, you know, when he ends in in chapter 5 of First Thessalonians, there's this, and the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Mm. And again, we started this series on trust. We started this series with mundane, average, day-to-day obedience. And that obedience is founded in, you know what? In God's timing, in being in the center of God's will is trusting that he will do it. That the one who calls us is faithful mm-hmm. and he'll do it, whether it be nine days of mundane to the radical or 80 days of mundane. And that's where I just, I really... I also don't want us to encourage that we have to look for those radical moments. Yeah. The radical moments don't give life to the mundane. The mundane gives life to the radical. And I think we flip that. Oh, yeah, totally. We flip that all the time. I mean, when I was traveling with a band to lead worship for students, you could just see that this, I mean, it was like a mountaintop experience, like going to camp away from their parents being with believers and hearing the word for a whole week. It's a, it's a mountaintop experience that then sets them up to go back to their daily lives and, mm-hmm. and be disappointed. What we need to do is set young believers and those growing up in the church up for success by understanding that what they're after, what the goal is, is the mundane. That quiet life is the goal. And what if I, and what if I told you that God promises that every day his spirit will be with you. Mm. Is that just not enough? As I sit here and I think of I think of when I was at those mountaintop experiences, whether it be mission trips or camp or whatever it may be, or these conferences, I sit there and go, you know what? I hope I would have received, hey, God's spirit will just always continue to be with you. And the reason that this is a mountaintop experience is because you recognize the presence of God so clearly. And that presence of God will continue to be with you, even in the mundane. Yeah. It's the recognition of it. And that's kind of what we're called to do. Yeah. I think part of the issue is, is that we find it so hard to find peace and quiet in our daily life. Mm. We find our mundane is filled up with things to keep us busy to the point that it's impossible to listen. And so I would encourage if you're struggling to live into this message in Paul of living a quiet life and trusting in God to do the big things, that you would set aside some time to be in the Word, to be in prayer, to meditate, and discover what peace and quiet can do for you. Yeah, that's good. Well, everyone, this has been Cole and Zach in the morning. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. 
Again, if you have any topics that you'd like to submit or any ideas, or if you just want to know what our favorite, I guess, nugget place, and maybe we do burger place. I don't know. If you just want to know our favorites of anything, www.colandzackinthemorning.com is our website. There's a little link there to hit submit a topic, and we'd love to be able to answer this for you. Bye, everyone.